Hello, Dr. Lewis here, your medical scientist with an important update on the coronavirus. And the real topic here is for you to understand your symptoms and how it could save your life. And so the key topics are, what is breaking is COVID-19 is a lung or a blood disease. It's currently being treated almost 100% as a lung disease. So your knowledge about your symptoms that could differentiate between lung or blood disease may save your life. It's two very different treatment paths to be followed depending on whether it's lung or blood. And the standard of care is basically following a protocol that it's a lung disease that could actually cause more harm than good. And we're seeing that out in the field. Not always, but sometimes. And then you're not hospitalized you don't have severe COVID-19, what can you do to assess your risks and what are major hospitals like at Harvard and in China, what are they doing to assess people and restratify them? So let's dive into this now. So this is an excerpt from something that hit the internet and is seeing a lot of uh, hits and curiosity. And so COVID-19 causes prolonged and progressive hypoxia, starving your body of oxygen. How does it do that? You can have hypoxia because your lungs aren't working, or you can have hypoxia because your red blood cells aren't working. So the virus is binding to the heme group and the hemoglobin in your red blood cells. This is a potential root cause of at least some of the problem for people with COVID-19. People are simply desaturating, losing O2 in their blood. So your blood carrying mechanism is somehow losing its ability to hold oxygen in the presence of this virus. So the blood is still circulating, but it's not bringing any oxygen to your tissue. That's what eventually leads to organ failure that kill the patients. So this mechanism facilitated by or caused by the SARS-CoV-2 virus, the novel coronavirus, is similar in terms of patient presentation as high altitude sickness or the bends or decompression sickness. So here's WebMD, and this is a really great interview. Uh, the link, I suggest you go take a look at it between the chief medical officer of WebMD and this frontline doctor in New York City treating the disease. And here's the doctor's uh, video on the topic. But basically, he was seeing a need to revisit standard ventilator protocol for everybody walking into the ER or the ICU with COVID-19 because in some instances, or many instances, not only was it not working, but it was causing more problems. So. Here is Dr. Kyle Siddell's YouTube channel. Only three videos at the moment, but worth looking at to understand the symptomology between someone who has true SARS versus this hypoxia caused by the virus affecting your red blood cells ability to carry oxygen to your tissue. So here's from the person who really put this theory forward in Italy, and Italy, of course, saw very severe 
cases and mortality rates from uh, COVID-19. Italy was providing really good information. So here is Dr. Luciano Gedanoni. So what he's saying is the standard protocol is mechanically ventilating the patients. But he says we see distinct features of severe hypoxia, lack of oxygen to the tissue, often associated with near-normal respiratory system compliance. So in other words, the person's not gasping for breath. They're actually breathing somewhat normally. So there's not like a, a stiff balloon in the lung, which requires ventilation. The balloon, the analogy is the balloon is actually very compliant. And it's very easy to breathe, but they're just not getting the oxygen. Therefore, the same disease actually presents itself with impressive non-uniformity. In other words, some have lungs that are really tightened up and are not functioning well, the pneumonia, and others are trying to open wide up, but they're just not getting enough oxygen. Those are the two presentations that are dominating. So here's what we're looking at is a type L and a type H. So respiratory treatment given this conceptual model of type L and type H must be treated differently. What we're saying here is rather than ventilators, we need high concentrations of oxygen at normal pressure for the patients in the type L category. So the hospitalist has jumped on board and they're saying that we need to be rethinking this as well. So it's beyond WebMD, it's beyond Italy, it's beyond one doctor in New York City. The hospitalist is reaching doctors that are managing cases in hospitals all over the country now. So this is the actual paper out of China that says that the COVID-19 attacks basically hemoglobin. And the summary is that the hemoglobin, the red blood cells, cannot carry oxygen to the tissues. So in this paper recently published, 99 patients with the novel coronavirus pneumonia report, reported um, abnormal phenomena of hemoglobin-related biochemical indices of patients. In other words, they weren't getting oxygen to their lungs. So the neutrophil counts in most patients decreased. So it's a white blood cell count, so that's a clue, which everybody should be aware of. Values of ferritin, sedimentation rate, C-reactive protein, inflammation, protein, and other markers like lactose dehydrogenase increase significantly. And ferritin increases because the iron is being spit out of the red blood cell and ferritin, iron storage, is picking up the excess iron circulating in your blood, which otherwise is fairly oxidizing and, and trying to put it in storage, keep it away from damaging tissue. So patient's hemoglobin is decreasing and the heme is increasing. So they're not carrying oxygen, but we're seeing a lot of excess iron. Cells react to stress due to inflammation, producing large amounts of serum ferritin to bind free irons to reduce damage. So your body is responding. When you see high values of serum ferritin, it's trying to pull that excess iron that's no longer effective or no longer part of the red blood cell 
and its transport of oxygen and taking it out of circulation so it's not oxidizing. So this is what Harvard Medical School Mass General is doing. They're looking at the CBC with differential. They're looking at a complete metabolic panel, which includes a fasting insulin. They're looking at ferritin. They're looking for the increase. They're looking for an increase in inflammation from C-reactive protein. They're looking at sedimentation rate, a very simple test. It looks at the settling of red blood cells over a course of an hour. All these tests you can do, maybe or maybe not at your doctor's office, but we can do these tests for you. They're also looking at viral serologies. Why are they looking at that? Because if you have a pre-viral uh, burden, then the COVID-19 is going to be a lot worse. So we're looking to see what are your pre-existing condition in terms of viral burden. We're also looking at fibrinogen, which is a signal molecule for tissue repair and clotting, and D-dimer, which is a clotting factor. So what they're not looking at, curiously, and I'm, is looking at uric acid. It's a test that we do. And uric acid is a degradation product associated with hypoxic state. So here are three articles that talk about uric acid and severe hypoxia. So I posit that if we test properly, we'll see patients in the early stages of the SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, with elevation in ferritin, with elevation in C-reactive protein, with an elevation in sedimentation rate, but also elevation in uric acid. So these are all indicators of where you may be on the coronavirus COVID-19 spectrum. And obviously we want to get you to the lower end of the spectrum, but we need, the earlier we can detect this, the better off you're going to be in terms of interventions. So here's a test that we run. We call it our patent pending chronic disease temperature. So we're doing the metabolic things, insulin, triglycerides, A1C, glucose. We're doing uric acid. We're doing CRP. We're doing the sedimentation rate. We're doing the fibrinogen. So we're doing the white blood cells, all the things that Harvard Mass General is doing to risk stratify populations. And I highly recommend everybody do this test to see where they're at. If you don't have COVID-19, lowering these values ahead of time will put you in a better, more resilient state to fight the illness if you're unfortunate enough to come down with it. Dr. Tom Lewis here, your medical scientist. Hope you found this interesting. Thanks very much.